Everything is real loud tonight. I feel like, I don't know about you, but if my microphone's too loud, let me know. I think it'll be okay, though. I think we'll make it. Okay. It sounds loud back here, but okay. So tonight we're going to be talking about, um, are you interested? Amen. That's the title of my message tonight. Are you interested? Um, I told mom, we were sitting on the couch and I was like, my message changed. And she said, oh yeah, what is it? I said, are you interested? And she said, yes. (laughs) I said, no, that's what it's called. So are you interested? Amen. Um, If you were here on Sunday or listened to the podcast, um, dad preached a sermon called God wants to do a miracle. And he said this when he was preaching. He said, we'll never become skillful with a lack of interest. Amen. With a lack of interest in the things of God, you'll never become skillful in those things because you're not interested. You're not going to work to become skillful in those things. Amen. And so if we want, um, God wants to do a miracle. That's obvious. But if we want the miracle, Amen. We're going to have to be skillful in following the Spirit. Because if we're not skillful in following the Spirit, we can follow our flesh, we can follow our mind, we can follow our emotions, and we're not going to end up with a miracle. We're going to end up with a mess. Amen. That's where the flesh leads us. But if we're skillful at following the Spirit, we'll, we'll be skillful in those things, and, and God can work through us and do miracles in this place. Um, and even though God wants to do a miracle, uh, how many of you know miracles don't come automatically? Amen. And, and I've preached before um, that God has a great plan, amen, for each of our lives, but the plan doesn't come automatically. And there's a similar thing between the two. They don't come automatically, um, and we have to be interested in it. If we want miracles, we have to be interested in it. If we want the plan of God for our life, we have to be interested in it. It doesn't just come up on us and attack us and, and get all over us uh, by accident. We have to want it. We have to be interested in it. Amen. And so um, that's something that, that the Lord has taught me recently. And so every morning I wake up and I take 15 minutes just to pray out the plan of God for my life, praying in the spirit. And before I pray in tongues, I just say, God, I just want you to know I'm interested. I'm still interested. Amen. Going before him and just letting him know. Whatever it is that you have for me, I want it. And I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get it. Amen. And just remind him that I am interested, that I'm staying interested. And so if we want all that God has for us um, in his heart, we have to be interested. It's not going to come automatically. We have to make the decision to be interested. Um, And just, just showing up does not mean we're interested. Amen. I know when I was in high school, I showed up to math class, not interested, not interested, amen, and uh, it goes to show you there's a good lesson in that, Um, I got out of that class as much as I put into it, amen, am I a mathematician today, no, because I never liked math, so when we come to church and we're not interested, do you think we're going to get much out of it, no, no we're not. So um, I'll tell you this. This is something that Josh Pennington said before, and I think it's just so awesome. If you're a note taker like myself, you can write this down. What you give your attention to today determines your appetite for tomorrow. Amen. It's similar to what dad says that um, desires follow discipline. Amen. We're not going to have an appetite for the things of God if we never give our attention to the things of God, or very rarely 
give our attention to the things of God. That's not just going to come out of nowhere. That's not just going to rise up out of our flesh. Oh, I want to read God's word today. I want to pray in tongues. That's not just going to come up out of our flesh. We have to put our attention on those things, and then the desire will follow after the discipline is put in place. Amen. Um, And it's not just um, that I'm interested at service, right? And it's, oh, it's so important to come interested and ready for church service. Um, It's so important to bring your supply and be ready for church. But um, we have to be interested every single day, not just Sunday, not just Wednesday, not even just Tuesday, but every single day. I'll tell you, I woke up this morning and I did not want to get out of bed. It was just one of those days that you just wanted to stay in bed for an extra half hour and, and just sleep. Um, but I got out of bed, and I actually had some time to spare. And the first thing that came to my mind was like, great, I have time to go get coffee. And I said, no, you're interested. Pray. And so I just took that extra seven minutes. Amen. It's not a lot of time. But I said, I mean, I'm challenging y'all to be interested tonight. I mean, I should challenge myself, right? So I took that time and I prayed because I'm trying to be interested, amen, in the things of God. So um, when we find ourselves uninterested in the things of God, we know that our attention has been um, in the wrong place. If you're all of a sudden wondering, why don't I desire um, to go to my prayer closet as much as I as much as I used to? Why don't I desire God's word much as, as much as I used to? Why am I not as excited to come to church like I was last week? Our attention has been in the wrong place. Because if our attention is in the right place and on the things of God, our appetite will be for the things of God. Amen. So, um, and it's not, it's not that we can't have other interests. Because I remember, I, f- I think Sister Darla, she would always say, um, you know, about Christians being sticks in the mud. She was not a stick in the mud. Amen. And she, you know, she was a lot of fun. But, you know, just because we're Christians doesn't mean we have to be boring. It doesn't mean that we have to have no interest. It means we, we wear khaki and we have no personality. Okay? No offense if we wear khaki. That's not, what <laughs> that's not what I'm getting at. But what I'm saying is we can have other interests. We just can't have interest above the things of God. Amen. We can't have interest higher than the things of God. And we definitely need to make sure that we're not interested in sin. Amen. Because the world is shoving sin down our throat. But we need to make sure I'm not interested. I'm not buying. Amen. So um, if we find ourselves with wrong interests or with interests um, being more interested in, in things that are not of God, how do we change that? We change our attention. We change what we give our attention to. Amen. And that's, that's a choice that we have to make for ourselves. It's not something that, that God is going to do for us. If we change our attention, change what we're giving our attention to, we have to just discipline ourselves and then the desire will follow. So when you are not interested or when you take the things of God lightly, um, you always miss out. Amen. And so I want to tell you a a quick testimony about when we were at camp. Um, Shortly before camp, I had been just talking to God about some different things. I had just finished um, the Forerunner program, which is what I got my exhorter's license through and all that. And I was talking to God, to God about some things, and I'm like, you know, if, if I'm going to be a, a, a preacher, there's certain things that come with the territory. Altar calls, 
um, different things like that. And I was like, God, I don't know about that. I don't know if I can do that. And so I was just talking about talking to him about some things that really intimidated me. Uh, and so I was just talking to him about that. And, and of course we go to camp and, um, Josh Pennington was, was the main speaker, but then he also was doing, um, a class in the morning for the teens. And it was the exact same class that he had done a year or two before that. Like not the same lesson, like the exact, or not the same topic. It was the exact same lesson. Um, and so I had already heard it, but you know, it had been a year or two. So I was like, I enjoy Josh Pennington. I'm going to go to the class. And so um, I asked somebody else, hey, are you going to go to the class? And they said, no, because I heard, we heard it already. And this is not being critical of them at all, I promise. But they said, no, I'm not going to go because I heard it already. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we did. But I'm going to go anyway, just because I want to. So we're in class and he's talking about um, doctrine and, and, and the differences um, between like cults and um, just different stuff like that. Just talking about really um, stuff that's not talked a lot about in churches, but is good for us to know um, what the difference is between Christians, what the three branches of Christianity are, all this good stuff. And then all of a sudden he starts, it just turns. Like, I don't remember there being a transition from, from this topic to the next topic, but all of a sudden he just starts talking to me. Like, I'm convinced that I'm the only person in the room that got anything out of that. And I believe it. I believe God will stop a service for one person. I do. And so um, he starts talking about, you know, um, God believes in you. You have to believe in yourself. He said, there's no excuse to not do what God asked you to do. I'm like, I'm, I'm crying and I'm writing everything down at the same time because again, note taker. Um, and he just looks at me and he's kind of like, as he's walking back and forth, he sees that I'm reacting. And so he stops and he's like, and what is your name? I'm like, Katie. (laughs) And he goes, okay, Katie. And then he just, he just says, God is with you. Um, Make sure that you write down. He's going to tell you exactly what to do. You just make sure you write it down, but God is with you. And I remember that he started with God is with you. And then he closed it with God is with you. And I don't think things are repeated by accident. Amen. Um, and so I was just floored. And I, I was just so excited. And, you know, I could have said, you're right. I already know what he's going to say. I'm not going to go to the class. But I chose to be interested. And I got my answer. Amen. That I can carry with me for the rest of my life, the rest of my ministry. That I don't have to be scared of what God is asking me to be uh, asking me to do, I don't have to make excuses because he's with me. Amen. And so I chose to be interested in that time that I could have just said, yeah, you're right. Whatever. Let's skip it. I chose to be interested. I showed up. Amen. And I got my answer. I got my help. Amen. And so that's what happens when we come to church, when we don't we don't take church lightly, we get our help. We get our answer. And I know it's so easy to take these weekly services lightly. We come here every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Tuesday. It's our routine. It's what we do. And it's easy to take it lightly sometimes, you know, and especially like, you know, we've heard this message before. I already know what he's going to say and and all this stuff. It's, It's easy to take it lightly. But if you don't and you just choose to be interested, amen, and you give the word your attention even when you don't feel like it, you'll get your help. You'll get your answer. Amen.
Praise the Lord. I need help. Amen. Anybody else? Okay. So we'll read our first scripture of the night. How's that sound? Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. For whoever would come near to God must believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. So I want you to pay attention to this last line. He is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. So earnestly means with sincere and intense conviction. And then diligently means it's done with care. So if we are seeking him out diligently and earnestly, we are are seeking him out with our whole heart. Amen. We're interested. Amen. We can say that if, if we're truly seeking God with everything we have, we are interested. But I want you to think of the exact opposite. Someone who would seek God casually. Amen. The exact opposite of diligently or earnestly. Someone who would seek God casually, it would be unconcerned, is what casual means. Unconcerned. Yeah, I mean, I, I, co- I go to church and I get, you know, my little fill up and then, you know, I got it on Sunday. I'll be good till Wednesday. Not interested. Not interested. Amen. We have to be interested. So if we're going to seek God casually, um, it's clear that we're not interested. Amen. We have to be seeking God earnestly and diligently if we want to keep that interest level up. And so what is the difference level between someone who seeks God diligently and someone who seeks God casually? Their interest level. Amen. And so we, and we can see it even just in our own life. When our interest level is high, we're seeking God all the time with everything that we have. But when we stop seeking God, we kind of become casual in our seeking. That's when we notice my interest level is low. So I want to open the word tonight, and I'll give you time to flip there because we're going to read a little bit. Um, I'm going to Judges 13 right now. I'll l- let you flip there. But I want to talk about two people tonight who have a very similar beginning in their lives, um, but very different lives lived and uh, very different ends to their life. Amen because of their interest level. One of them was interested, the other was not. Amen. So Judges 13, are you there? If you have your Bible tonight or your phone or... Judges 13, verse 1 says, And the Israelites again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord gave them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. And there was a certain man of Zorah of the tribe of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Behold, you are barren and have no children, but you shall become pregnant and bear a son. Therefore, be aware and drink no wine or strong drink and eat nothing unclean. For behold, you shall become pregnant and bear a son. No razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite for, to God from birth, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. Anybody guess who that is? Samson. 
So Samson, amen, he has this beginning. His mom is barren, has no children. The angel comes and says, you are going to have a son, okay? You're going to have a son, and he's going to be a Nazarite, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, okay? And she tells, so she, so the angel tells her he's going to be a Nazarite, and then she, he says this. Oh, I'm past it. You shall become pregnant. He shall be a Nazarite. He shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. His purpose, the plan of God for his life, the angel gave it to his mom before he was even conceived. And then I want you to flip to Luke chapter one. This is our second person who we're going to compare to Samson. Luke chapter one, verse 11 through 17. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Hallelujah. So, and then we have John the Baptist. Amen. Who, who is going to come in the spirit and power of Elijah. How do you like somebody say about that about you, that you come in the spirit and power of Elijah? That's awesome. So it's very similar. Um, an angel comes. The mother is barren. There's no children. And he tells one of the parents, you're going to have a son. He's going to be a Nazarite. Amen. He doesn't, it doesn't say Nazarite specifically like it does word for word in Judges, but it talks about... Um, not drinking strong drink, and that's a part of the Nazarite vow, which we can, we'll get to in a second, but they're going to be a Nazarite, and then what does he say? He talks about the plan of God for John's life. Amen. He, and it's so similar. The angel comes, you're going to be a Nazarite, and explains the plan of God for their life. So similar, but very different lives, very different interest levels. Amen. Samson was not interested. Amen. He was interested in women. Right? He was interested in satisfying his own self. Not interested in the vow that he made to God. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go to Numbers. We'll talk about the Nazarite here. Numbers 6, 1 through 8. Amen. You don't have to flip there. I'll just read it. And the Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, when either a man or a woman shall make a special vow, the vow of a Nazarite, this is one separated and consecrated to the Lord. He shall separate himself from wine and strong drink. 
He shall drink no vinegar of wine or of strong drink and shall drink no grape juice or eat grapes fresh or dried. All the days of his separation, he shall eat nothing prepared from the grapevine, not even the seeds or the skins. All the days of the vow of his separation and abstinence, there shall no razor come upon his head until the time is completed for which he separates himself to the Lord. He shall be holy and he shall let the locks of the hair of his head grow long. All the days that he separates himself to the Lord, he shall not go near a dead body. He shall not make himself unclean for his father, mother, brother, or sister when they die because his separation and abstinence to his God is upon his head. All the days of his separation and abstinence, he is holy to the Lord. So the word Nazarite literally means to be set apart. Amen. Consecrated, holy, to be set apart. And so you can tell from those verses, um, it's a strict lifestyle. Amen. It's not, it's not for any, just anybody. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, it was a very, it was just a very strict lifestyle. It was, um, God's highest standards for his people, for someone to take that vow. And so, it, like it said in that, it, it's not, it could be, it could be for a short period of time. It could be for a long period of time. It could be for your entire life. Samson, um, in, in that message that the angel gave, it was clear that Samson was supposed to be a Nazarite for his entire life because he said from birth. So he was supposed to be a Nazarite for his entire life. And so the three main vows of a Nazarite were to um, not drink or eat anything from the vine, not cut their hair, and not touch anything dead. Okay? Samson did all of that. Right? And when he broke the last vow, the last part, the, the not cutting of the hair, and he let Delilah in on the secret of his of his strength, um, it said that he tried to break out, um, but the Lord had left him, and he didn't even know. And so, so I mean, there's probably people in the church today that if God's spirit left them, they just wouldn't even know. Amen. Kenneth Hagin would say um, people wouldn't even know the Holy Spirit if he came walking down the street in a red, or in a red hat. Amen. And so if we're not interested in God's presence, you know, we're not in his presence. We're not going to recognize. We're going to be like Samson, and if God leaves us, we, we wouldn't even know. Amen. But then you have John, who was so interested in what God for him, had for him, even though it wasn't comfortable. How would you like to live out in the wilderness and eat bugs? Amen. And people come to look at you because you're so different. Amen. It, it's, it's just so different from what people were doing, but it didn't matter to John. He was just wanted to do what God wanted him to do. It didn't matter that he had to, you know, maybe he had in his heart that he wanted to have a family. Maybe he had it in his heart that he wanted to, you know, work a job. I don't know, but he just did what God wanted him to because he was interested. Amen. And I think it's interesting as well that John stood up against sexual immorality, right? He died because he stood up against sexual immorality. They cut his head off because he called somebody out. And then you have Samson, who is involved in sexual immorality himself. And so we look at their lives and we say, okay, they both had a great plan. We have a great plan for our lives. 
but if we're not interested, we won't have it. We won't live the plan of God for our lives if we're not interested. Amen. So in Luke 1, 6, it says this. And they both were righteous in the sight of God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. So this verse is speaking of John's parents, John the Baptist's parents, which is Elizabeth and Zacharias. Um, and you'll notice it doesn't say that about Samson's parents. It doesn't say anything about Samson's parents. Amen. And so I just want to talk to the parents for a second. I know I, I'm not a parent, so please take this out of love. Just wanting to share what God put on my heart. But let your kids see you be interested. Amen. Let them see you worship. Let them see you be in your word. Let them see you applying the word of God to your life. Let them see you praying out loud over them, over yourself, over your house, over your finances, speaking God's word over your life, confessing God's word. Let them see you be interested. Amen. Kids won't be interested on their own. We have to help them to be interested. And, and just because they learn a, a lesson Sunday morning, Wednesday night, it needs to be consistent. If, if you want your kids to be interested, you have to let them see you be interested. Amen. So how many of you guys were here for revival and enjoyed Pastor Leonard outside in the tent? That was awesome, wasn't it? Let me remind you of something that stood out to me um, when he came in. 2 Timothy 1, 5 and 6, it says, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. Do you want to know how to stay interested? Stir yourself up. Stir yourself up. Amen. Every single day, take time to stir yourself up before church. Stir yourself up before work. Stir yourself up. Just get in God's presence and, and find something that excites you about the Lord. If it's worship, start your day with worship. If it's, if it's prayer, start your day with prayer. If it's praying in tongues, do that. Find, find something that excites you about God and just stir it in you. Whatever, if it's a topic, if anything, just stir yourself on the things of God. If you want a, a better prayer life, Find, find messages on prayer. Find books on prayer by, by good people, not just anybody out there. Amen. By good, solid people. And just stir yourself towards those things, and you'll remain interested. Amen. But we have to, we have to give it our attention. We have to stir ourselves towards those things. Amen. The word says, many are called, but few are chosen. Why few? Because not everybody's willing to give their attention, complete attention to God. Not everybody's willing to separate themselves. Not everybody's willing to be interested. Amen. All right. Let's bow our heads tonight and close our eyes. Lord, we thank you for the, your word, Father. I just want to ask if if you if this message touched your heart tonight and you you'd agree with me that you know, my interest level has been lacking lately. 
um, it has, my attention hasn't been where, where it should be. I just, I want you to raise your hand. I just want to pray with you. Amen. Thank you for the hands. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. See your hand. Amen. So if you raise your hand, we can all just pray this together. I just want you to pray this with me. Father, my interest level has been lacking, but I'm ready to start fresh tonight. I commit myself to being a person of prayer. I commit myself to being a person of the word. I commit myself to being a person of the spirit. I commit myself to living separated, consecrated, and holy to you. I commit myself to living by your standard. I will not compromise. I will not settle. I'm turning my attention to you tonight. And I'll continue to turn my attention to you. Every day. Tonight, I declare, I am interested. Amen. Hallelujah. Dad, do you have anything? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm interested. Amen. You're dismissed.